Welcome to Your Divorce Planner Podcast. I'm your host, Heidi B., certified divorce coach, event expert, and go-to gal for navigating the next steps of your divorce journey. I'm so happy you've tuned in for the tools, topics, and truth talk to start transforming your life today. I truly believe that with a powerful planning partner, you will heal the heartbreak and move forward faster. Without further delay, let's continue creating your comeback today. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I am really, really excited to bring this amazing guest and this amazing session to you today. I have Jan Joy Hoth, a speaker, poet, Joy Mentor, who is on a mission to help women leaders find deep fulfillment, leading with heart without sacrificing their success. The secret of her magic is her innate ability to find joy, possibly even in the most challenging of times. With her unique blend of expertise as a leadership coach, mindfulness meditation teacher, former professional ski instructor, and masterful student of life, Jan developed her signature process of the happiness prism through which she guides you to build a no regrets life. Jan can be found embodying her joy, skiing, hiking mountains, surfing, sailing, meditating with moose, and speaking at women's leadership summits, facilitating joy transformational journeys at her home, in her log cabin with her beloved family and two kids, her husband, dog, and cat. What a beautiful life. Welcome to the show, Jan. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me, Heidi. You guys, I just have to tell you guys that I accidentally fell upon Jan because I was Googling on Instagram, not Googling, I was searching on Instagram the word joy. And she popped up and I started looking at all of her work and the things that she embodies and the types of things that she teaches. And then I went down this rabbit hole of all of her amazing content on her Instagram, which you're all going to want to like rush to and check out. And I could not believe that for the first time in a long time, possibly maybe even like ever in my life, I had found someone that I saw showing up truly, largely, authentically leading and living with joy. And so today's show is really, really powerful. We actually just changed the topic a couple minutes ago after we met each other and talking about how to use joy to just own you and really find your authentic joy. So thanks for being here. I can't wait for this conversation, Jan. And before we dive deep into that topic, I'm sure it will lead right into it, but can you share a little bit about you? How did you even arrive to this work? And why are you so passionate about it? Oh, well, how much time do we have? <laughs> I know that's a lot. <laughs> well, and I'll obviously I'll give you the abridged version. And, you know, before we went live, obviously we had some really great conversation that hopefully comes out here. I'm sure it will in its own way. And joy, happiness has always been meaningful to me all my life. And yet there were many times where it wasn't there for me or people thought I was crazy that, you know, you see unicorns and rainbows and it's not like that in this world. And I dated someone that told me that. And so I started to believe that person. And, and so the insatiable expression and desire of joy though, could not be squashed no matter what life threw at me as I learned to embrace joy and was divinely guided. And yeah, as you said in my you know intro, I created and developed a, a process called the happiness prism, which was developed out of this 
push-pull experience inside of, I feel really crummy, sad, frustrated, depressed, upset, but there's something inside me that sees something else and feels something different. And so when I finally allowed it and give, gave space to the, the true insatiable desire that regardless of what people were saying or thinking and what my life looked like, I realized when I started to embrace my joy, when I started to reach for what felt better, even though almost every time, I want to say just about every time, it was against the grain, my life got better. Things turned out. Miracles happened. Mm. And just to rattle off a few of the scenarios was healing myself from depression as a teenager. And I was really, really questioning this life. And then finishing up college. I had a, you know, sweet corporate deal that I could have followed. And instead I went and ski instructed, which by the way, after that um, first season of ski instructing, I broke my collarbone and was like, oh, I didn't get to ski enough. And I'm out in Aspen, Colorado and having this amazing life. And I finally got back on the snow and I'm like complaining to an Australian colleague. And he says, why don't you come down under and teach with us? And I met my husband the first day of ski Ah. in Australia. So joy. And so it was Everything and, you know, pardon the cussing, everything was asked backwards so many times. Yeah. But then in hindsight, it's like everything's worked out because I followed my joy. Because the joy I know you teach and stand for as well in, in your work, it's not manufactured. We can't premeditate it. And especially your clients, you can't premeditate post-divorce. No. You can't premeditate really any of life. We can tend for, intend for, and desire. And yet the truth is, I have found a lot of times we intend for things that aren't even in our truth. So the more that I've leaned into and embraced joy and then leaned back and really let the universe reveal to me what the path is, not what I think it should be, or my husband thinks it should be, or my parents think it should be, or society thinks it should be. It's been, what is the next step? And what feels so amazing? And what's so exciting? And I trust this with you and everyone listening that we didn't sign up for the kitty ride of life. We signed up for the full thrill version. And therefore, yeah, we're going to have a lot of contrast. We're going to have a lot of funk, a lot of, of opportunity to see the stars at night that you wouldn't see otherwise. And that's where, as I continued on my life path, I continued to follow my joy. Mm-hmm. And from marrying my Australian husband to actually having to face a tragedy with my Australian mother-in-law who was visiting from overseas, she looked the wrong way and was struck and killed by a car instantly. And it was, it was at Thanksgiving, you know, U.S. holiday, big to do, horrible, dramatic, traumatic experience. And yet even the joy helped move through that. Yeah. Because it was like, well, she's not here, but we, we're still here. So let's make the most of this. Mm. And then moving on from there, living life. And that's actually was when I started my business, when I moved away from ski instruction and moved into actually coaching and guiding joy, because I realized more people need to understand how to approach this and how to be with all of this. Mm. Because it isn't any, we were not taught to follow through on our joy. We were taught to play when the work is done. And most of the time, the work never got done. So we never got to play. So and we never got fulfilled fully as children. And so now as adults, we're almost in like, a, you know, a deficit of trying to make up for it. Yeah. <laughs> and yet 
as we move along, um, you know, even in my life story, we then also had a cancer scare with my son when he was six weeks old. And joy helped us move through that. The really abridged version was I was a breastfeeding mom. I needed to eat. I did not plan for an overnight stay in the children, children's hospital and the cancer wing, but I realized I could order fruit loops. (laughs) (laughs) And through my, you know, my first thought was I can't eat that. My second thought was you don't need to nourish your body or his body. You need to nourish your soul. That's what matters here nourish your joy. So I eat Fruit Loops. Again, I followed my joy. Yes. And so the really quick end piece to that story is, is he's a thriving 11 year old. You might hear him in the background. He's on his, uh, on the Oculus and the dog's barking, but he's a thriving 11 year old that we actually never ended up having um, diagnosis of cancer. It was a medical mystery. And then off the records, they said it was a medical miracle. And then on to business building. And I know we talked about this offline, but you know, some of the greatest mentors, experts I have hired and been with and so forth. And even sometimes the best expert isn't necessarily in our truth. Yeah. I really believe, and you know, I know we were talking about the topic of this conversation today is about just own you. It's it's also just owning the guru in you. Yeah. And how do we get back to that? Well, my ethos and belief is, and I know it's yours too, that it's in our joy that we are in our highest yes. intuition, that there's a level of consciousness almost to enlightenment, where we really are tuned and tapped in to source, God, the universe, whatever words, you know everyone chooses to describe, but it's that joy that we are seeking in this life. And it's that joy that drives us, that pulls us forward to the growth expansion that we're here to have. And that helps us move through those challenges that we're also here to have those contrasting moments to be even more grateful for a thriving, you know, 11 year old boy. And I also have a a 13 year old daughter at this time. And it's just, Like, I'm so thankful. I do not regret Mm. one bit everything that I've been through. I've also cleared seven figures worth of real estate debt. I have so much experience. And while I am very happily married, I've also had my moments in my marriage where I'm like, whoo, Nelly. That's going to test it. Was really grateful for my ability to claim my joy and reinvent myself because with this idea of just owning you, it's just owning you in this moment and then in this moment. And I know we talked about this offline that there's a constant reinvention. Yeah. Whatever space you're in at life, yes. we are constantly reinventing and rediscovering ourselves and discovering ourselves newly of what brings us joy, what passionately drives us forward what what calls us up and out Mm. so so many golden nuggets in that jan so many and i really really appreciate you know you're a poet as well you write poems and one of the things that i know you have dove into is there's a poem out there that talks about being too much and too this and too that And I felt like that, that poem really resonates with me because I felt like that for a huge majority of my life. I have, I think I was born with joy dust sprinkled all over me. And even though my mom would disagree from the ages of, uh, I think it was like two to four, she said she wanted to get rid of me. 
when I was old enough to have feelings on my own and emotion, navigate emotion on my own and start having, you know, bigger experiences, I always felt like I was a little bit off and I could never really put my finger on it. But then it was like, as I got older, probably around junior high and definitely in high school is when it really came to fruition. I felt like I didn't, and and I had lots of friends. I I was friends with everybody because I really believed in inclusiveness and, you know, it, it wasn't me being fake, but I got comments like there's no way that, that anyone has that much joy. There's no way that people are just, someone can just be that happy. There's no way. And so what I started to do was dilute my joy. I started to dim it in order to not appear alien-like. Like I felt like, how can I have this much energy in my body emotional energy in my body that feels like it is radiating out of me. And I wanted to share it with people. I was just like, yes, 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 share it, share it, share it, share it. But it almost became so intense that it was like, I felt embarrassed that I had so much of it. And I saw people who didn't have much. And I realized now that I wasn't sprinkled with joy dust and they weren't. I just have what I call my superpower of not knowing at the time that I was choosing to use that emotional energy in a way that served me. And I think that joy can be a means to um, so so much healing, so much transformation, but also a bridge from survival to thrival mode. If we know how to harness it and we're willing to, I just see a lot of people who aren't willing to seek it out within themselves and use it. And so I, I love that your poem really spoke about the the too muchness. You can talk a little bit more about that if you'd like to. Well, and I just, I, I was okay while you were talking. I'm like, I pulled it up. If you want, I'm happy to share it. Yes, but, please. Um, it, you know, there is something to be said here. It's about your experience. And I resonate with that because of, you know, I shared a little bit too. Like I got, I was made fun of for my big smile. I have a big smile. Like, and I was actually told by an early on leadership speaking coach that was like, apologize for your smile before you go into a talk, just so people aren't intimidated. And it's like, where is that coming from? Like now in hindsight, I can be like, yeah, it was too much for them, but there is a space of an awareness of, and I'm sure you know, thought leader, um, Abraham Hicks talks about like, we can't be too sad to make someone happy. Yeah. You know, we can't be too little to make someone else big. And just like you said, you and I, I do think we were sprinkled with joy dust in that the awareness that there is a choice. And I think the challenge is, is that, yes, we need to be willing to claim it. And I know you have your own joy practices and I do. And that's what, you know, I teach and lead and guide. And yes, we have to be willing to do it. But there's also like, there's a step before that. And it's the awakened awareness of like, oh, oh, I can choose this. Yes. I can move into this. I I can claim my joy as I like to say my soul superpower. Yeah. Because it is, I believe, the greatest renewable resource available to us at all times. Yes. And it's a competitive advantage when you know how to claim it. And that's what you are experiencing with others. You are like owning your competitive advantage with your classmates and schoolmates and everyone around you. And I had the same situation where it was like, is something wrong with me? Like, what, why, what am I seeing that they're, they're not because dang, it's amazing over here. And yeah, I see the rainbows and unicorns and it's awesome. And, and look, sometimes 
it's a rainy, cloudy, crummy day. Yeah. It's true. But that's also when the rainbows come through. That's back to that contrast. Well, I think that that comes back to like the coexisting of joy and other emotions, depression or sadness or anger. They they get to coexist. And in fact, all of our emotions are a part of our joy. It's a part of just owning you. So I think instead of one of the biggest things that I learned about myself was, hold on, some of this, all this stuff needs space. All this stuff needs to be seen. All of it needs to be included. It's not just going to go away. You can try to stuff it down or ignore it or shove it away, but it's just going to be kind of like tucked under your couch until you got to get under there and, and sweep it out. And then it's created, you know, dust bunnies and things like that, rather than just meeting it and greeting it and tending to it so that both can coexist. And you had mentioned, you know, depression and then using using joy to really cure that part of you. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Because I, I know so many women who, and especially when you're going through divorce, it's the first time that I didn't know I had it. And I didn't want to acknowledge that I was depressed. I just thought, I'm just really sad. Well, there were, it was way deeper than sadness, much, much deeper than sadness. And I can say now that it was depression. And I can also say that joy helped get me out of that. But how did it work for you? How did you transition through that because it's very powerful. Oh, yes. Glad to speak to that. And just wanted to dovetail on what you said. Like I have rainbows. I'm always surrounded by rainbows and color because I believe in honoring all of the colors of the spectrum of the human experience. Yeah. Like that is what makes makes life richer is when you have full color. Yeah. So uh, appreciating that and, and glad to speak to my experience of depression, which at that time I was in high school and Yes, it, you know, it wasn't a divorce situation, but it was an identity situation. Mm. Up until that moment, I saw myself as a competitive swimmer. My sister went off to college on a scholarship for swimming. And I saw, you know, that was my life. That was my path. That was my trajectory. And I dislocated my shoulder, had major reconstructive surgery, took a year to come back, tried to come back. And the doctor said, nope, this, swimming's not your sport. And as a high schooler, you know, I was the swimmer jock kid, like that was the identity piece, you know, and to transfer this and I encourage anyone listening, like what identity construct have you found yourself in? Maybe, you know, in marriage, right? You had a marriage construct. I'm in partnership. And so just encouraging anyone listening that while I'm talking, you know, see yourself in your own space where you were locked into a particular identity. In my case, it was athlete, student athlete, whatever. And then when I couldn't see myself in that, and then I couldn't fit into any of the other groups, I started to slip into depression. I did not have a trajectory. I did not have something that I was inspired to move towards Mm. and was just going through the motions. And at the time I was, you know, in high school and I was sitting in German class one day and it wasn't even the German teacher so much love to her. Um, it was the German substitute teacher who was like, come here. And I'm like in my sling and all sad and, and gloomy. And she was like, I have this hunch to show you something. And she brought me to a poster in the back room of a student exchange program that I could apply for a scholarship to go to Germany oh. to physically leave my existence mm. of this identity go to another town, another country, another language, another uh, culture, and and physically try on something completely new. 
And it was like instantaneous that a light bulb went off. And at that moment, I saw possibility. Like I didn't even have to get the scholarship at that moment. It was just that possibility that gave me hope. Yes. Now I poured myself into the application Mm. and it was lots of essays. And I I remember going into the interview, they're like, wow, your essays were were really comprehensive. (laughs) And it was like, I poured myself into that because there was a place to, to go to, to have the life force energy that was, was, didn't have a place to go inside of me, Mm. which I know is because I've coached women and I'm currently coaching women going through divorce and coaching them around their, their joy specifically. But in those spaces, that life force energy still needs a place to go. Yeah. It needs direction. And that gave me direction. Well, long story short, I did get the scholarship. I went to Germany. And before I left though, my mom's like, you can't still be on antidepressants. You know, they probably won't. (laughs) They'll disqualify you from the program if they find out you're, you know, taking medication for your mental health. Mm. And it was like, all right, I'm done with those. Now I will say, look, I am not a mental health expert here. I am not a therapist. I am not a medical, you know, expert. And yet for me, it worked to have this new future to live into this joyful path, this playful path Mm. that brought me so much delight of, I get to go to another country and meet new people. And just like, you I love people. Mm. I get to do things and I get to like experience a whole new world away from that previous existence. Mm. Like I feel very blessed because it was before internet. It was before, um, you know, all the other avenues. So I literally was like immersed in a completely different world with minimal contact back home. So I was able to completely reinvent myself with a new identity of, Jan, the exchange student with the big smile. <laughs> By the way, the Germans thought it was hilarious. They're like, oh, there's the American smiling again. Like, <laughs> they'll walk down the town 20 some odd years later and they'll be like, oh, there's the American exchange student because I, you know, but they thought it was cute and they didn't, you know, they, they giggled with me. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, all this to say the joy filled possibility is what pulled me forward and me just taking the next step after the next step after the next step and honoring whatever that was is what moved me out of that depression, which I'm very much guessing. I know you don't know your whole story, but I'm very much guessing yours is similar to that. Yeah. Hang on. You know, yeah, I feel crummy and this is dark and heavy and I don't want to stay here as much as this is where I am. Mm -hmm. And gee, this possibility looks kind of interesting. What if I completely <laughs> do something different? Yeah. What if What if for the first time in my life, I just, I fully embrace choice? What if I start to figure out what I like, what I actually like, not what me and my partner like, not what me and that friend's friend group likes, like, what do I like? What do I enjoy? It was a lot of trial and error. There were a lot of duds that didn't work out. Um, I tried a lot of things from salsa dancing to bonsai cutting to, you know, I tried everything. And that's what I love about the newness, the new experience where you literally, you physically got to leave a space. But what it allowed you to do was permission yourself 
to operate in a way that was like, it was a blank slate. You're going somewhere where nobody has any expectations. They don't know what your flavor is. They don't know how big your smile is supposed to be. They don't know anything. All they know is what you choose to bring to the table. And I think a huge part of creating your comeback in any stage or phase of your life is giving yourself permission for possibilities, permission to do life differently, permission to see life differently, permission to experience it differently, permission to try things. I think for me, just own you is a huge, huge permissioning and possibility. It's like the two just come together and make magic when we permission and possibility our way through things. And that's what like, when you're sad, own your sadness. When you want something new, own the newness. Whatever it is, like own whatever it is. And a phrase that I love to use is, I, my transition happened and happened and coming back to myself because I decided one day, like I am done laying on my bathroom floor, crying in my tears, hyperventilating, crying. Like I had kind of like a divine intervention moment where I like I really like felt a voice in my soul. And it was like, get up and go find your joy. That it, 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 it still gives me chills to this day. And I got my shoes on and I, I literally was like, where is it? We're okay. All right. Because at that point, for someone who had felt like they were fairy dusted with joy and then dimmed the light, all of a sudden it was completely removed. And I didn't know what that felt like. I knew what it felt like to have kind of ebbs and flows of it, but I always knew how to gravitate towards it instead of away. And this was this moment in my life felt it during divorce felt like somebody had like Ariel, like somebody had reached in the sea urchin had reached in and pulled my voice out and took it away and hit it and said, it's gone. You're never going to talk again. You're never going to feel joy again. So to feel the inner voice, which people can say was a higher power, or you can say it was your voice, your intuition, your truth, your knowing got me out on the path. And I invented this practice called joy spotting. And joy spotting is literally going, if I don't feel it, I'm going to look for it because if I can see it, it exists. And if it exists, I can have it. And um, so I just love that there was so much opportunity in your newness because what that allowed you to do was just go, nobody knows but me. And now it's the challenge because I think a lot of the women that I work with, actually one of the hardest things to do is go, what do I want? Who do I want to be? I think that is honestly the the hardest part because it was also like, yeah, I didn't know what I was looking for. And like, I, I totally hear you in the, the piece of like, I, I used to be a happy person. I love happiness and joy and And I'm not feeling that. Like I used to sarcastically say, oh, I get to take my happy pills now. Like I hated them. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, you know, I so resonate with your story and I so honor, you know, if there are people listening now or that were recently in these spaces and understand that, you know, just like your joy spotting piece, like I love that, by the way, that we do have these experiences. We do have these emotions. We do need to own the depression, the sadness. And yet I want to stand, you know, locking arms with you in the truth that joy is our birthright. Every single person, it is a birthright. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to go out and you deserve it. You were born deserving it. You're always worthy of it. And there's just times when we're not present to it. And that's where your your beautiful aspect of joy spotting is fantastic. And I, you know, I would call looking for the fruit loop moments. That's my thing. Ah, yes. 
that's my my specialty and that'll be my TED talk one day. Yeah. Um appreciating that it is there. In any given moment, we can actually find something to laugh about, something to snicker about, something to just even say, well, how absurd, but something that we can go, yeah. And that's what, for me, the Fruit Loops were. It was an absurd moment, but it was definitely joy spotting, if I'm using your language. And and yet I I do want to be mindful to the fact that, you know, obviously when I was in my youth, I was blessed to go to a completely new space and and basically get to start over. And I recognize that there's probably a lot of people saying, well, I can't just go somewhere else and reinvent myself, like physically remove my environment or change my environment. So I just, I want to be encouraging the conversation here though, that you can actually create that from the inside out trying out new things. Like you were talking about the bonsai cutting, like, and I'm constantly doing new things. Like I got my motorcycle license this summer. I got my boater's license this summer. I um, started playing banjo last year. Like I'm constantly doing new things that just for the joy of it, just trying it out. And I'll tell you what, I'm horrible in my banjo, but I got on stage for the recital because my instructor's like, help, you know, I want people to see what's possible with my adult students. (laughs) And so my encouragement to anyone listening, especially since we've been really talking about this space of depression, which I think, and you tell me because you're the divorce expert here, I think depression is like hand in hand with divorce. Like, I think it's almost, would be almost impossible to avoid that, you know, even stripping away of that identity of partnership. Yeah. Even if it's it's a peaceable experience. Everyone that I've known and walked through divorce, there is a, a you know, a stripping away of, of aspect of you that you've known for a certain amount of time. And, you know, again, this is probably getting into a whole other conversation that it, there's so much societal, familial, cultural identity expectation around marriage and partnership and all these things. And that that have to get, you know, completely abolished where I know your other acronym that you like to uh, play with around joy is, is journey of you, which I've called to bring in at this moment, because that's what that identity piece is too. It's just owning you, but it's also a journey of you home to what is just owning you today. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And you know what? It's, I love that you said, I know and acknowledge that not everybody is going to be able to pluck themselves out of where they're at and go drop them somewhere, themselves somewhere else. I think that's a really important piece because actually uh, what it allowed you to do is the first phase of joyfully divorced is called the shed. And it's all about shedding the layers of the things and the identities. And the pieces that are no longer you or no longer belong for you. And I think that what that allowed you to do was just shed quick, more quickly to be plucked out and moved over and go, okay, no one can see me like that. And when, but one of the, I think I know one of the most powerful things that I did through my divorce was my family wanted me to come home right away because I'm really, really close. I had moved all the way from Michigan to California it was devastating for my family for me to be that far away. So they were ready for me to come home. They were like, we're so sad for you, but this is the sign. We're coming to get you and we're bringing you home. And I, for some reason, I said, no, no, no. Like, I just need to stay put for a little bit. And what I did was I took several more years to uncover and discover myself and shed and release and let go and then create, create, create and grab onto the newness um, that Mm -hmm. truly was me. And what that allowed me to do was then go, now, where do I want to be? Where do Mm -hmm. I want to live? 
Who do I want to develop deep and meaningful relationships with as the real, true, authentic Heidi B? Like, now here I am. And I think that it is possible to do that anywhere without moving. And there is a powerful thing when you maybe move from one apartment down the road to a different apartment. Like, the space of newness can be a very powerful experience. Absolutely. And just like, you know, underpinning that point that you can create newness by painting a room, like yes. and rearranging furniture, like you don't have to physically up level, <laughs> but you get to up level, <laughs> yeah. but you just have to up, uproot is the word I was um, wanting yeah. to say, say as you come home to your now new you, because all of that was still you, right? All of those pieces are still me and my journey and past and and present and future. It's still just owning all of me. And what's my highest and best expression right here now with what I've got? Yes. And how do I claim that in this moment, even if I'm still feeling some of that depression? How do I claim that in this moment? Well, how you claim that is looking for those little joys, joy spotting, the, the fruit loop moments. It's Following the nudge. I, I also salsa dance, by the way. You what? <laughs> I salsa dance, by the way. I learned oh to salsa dance in Germany, of all places, with a uh, an Italian instructor from Rome. Completely, you know, unexpected. But that was me following my joy. Yeah. Like a random poster when I was back studying in Germany as an um, exchange student in college. It was like, oh, I'll go learn salsa. So just appreciating that. The, there are those little sparks. And, and for me, when I define a Fruit Loop moment, it's a, a spontaneous opportunity and spark of joy that's mm-hmm. unexpected and that we follow through and it's uplifting just organically. And so whether it is, yeah, being called to to change apartments, get a you know new hairdo, try, just try different things on that feel good. And sometimes it's going to work out and sometimes it's not, but also appreciating like, we're here to live. We're here to experience and trust that if you're called to, you know, do something a little bit or a lot different, trust that there is an internal guidance saying, let's just see. Let's just see because my work is fundamentally based in this process of the happiness prism. And while it's um, in its very fundamental form, it's a triangle that comprises of the three elemental energies of play, peace, in progress. Yes. After all three of those. And by the way, each of those came to me with each of those circumstances I shared with you earlier, that when we honor those elementals, that's when we're optimized in our joy mm-hmm. to radiate out the rainbows that we are here to radiate out and shine in the world. Mm-hmm. And my work, you know, primarily is with leaders who are here to make impact. They have multiple, you know, multiple businesses, seven, eight plus figures. They are out in the world, not just them, but people are counting on them and they need to be optimized as as their best selves. And Mm. I want to acknowledge too, like even if you're, you know, leader of one or leader of thousand and one, understanding that when we stand in our leadership space, in our joy, and we own all of that, and we're harmonized and optimized, that is where we have the greatest impact, influence, and the greatest joy ourselves. Ooh. And yet recognizing, well, my my process is, you know, simple. It's also even more dynamic. There's so many sides and shadows to who we are that makes up 
the fabric of our beingness. And, you know, just hearing you talk about your story and you mentioning a little bit so, some of your clients, you know, realizing like when we can appreciate our radiance and brilliance, and there's a reason why diamonds are cut with so many little edges yeah. to create that sparkle so that we get to experience and be the sparkle. And then, you know, like you were talking about earlier, like we we are that permission for others when we are that permission for ourselves. Oh, that is so good. So, so good, Jan. One of your catchphrases for your brand is no regrets, right? Or I'm not saying the saying it fully. What is no it? Regrets life. No, no regrets life. life. Yes. No, no regrets, regrets life. life. What does it mean to live a no regrets life? I know it sounds pretty straightforward, but what does it mean to you? Well, for me, and this is where some of my background in mindfulness comes in, which I define simplest terms as present moment awareness. Ooh, I love that. But it's about present moment awareness of what has you just on you. Yeah. When we do that, when you're present, then you can go, oh, okay. You can make a decision to change the path. You might have had your day planned a certain way, but when you are in present moment awareness, you can adjust and you're more available to those micro adjustments that makes everything a little bit easier and a little bit better along the way. Mm. And so the no regrets life for me is about present moment awareness, looking for what has me in my joy or being aware of, oh, I'm not in my joy, Yeah, which is an indicator that I am off my path. I'm, I'm on the, you know, the rumble strips. And that's really not where I want to stay. Yeah. So what's coming up that I need to adjust? Mm. Because when you have that present moment awareness, you can make the adjustments quicker so you don't get completely derailed in your day, in your week, in your month, in your year. Because show of hands in the crowd, how many people have felt like they've been derailed for months or even years and maybe even decades? Well, what I want to lovingly encourage all of us around and remind us around that well, we can't go back and change that. What we can do is respect and honor. Oh, there's been times I really wasn't present in my life. And so I'm going to make the decision today to be more present today mm. and to bless and honor that past version of myself and all the players in those scenarios yeah. as well. <laughs> yep. And love, gift myself the opportunity to be present here and now because it's not serving if we want to go back and beat ourselves up. I, after we lost my mother-in-law, that was embedded in so much regret Mm. of what I didn't do, you know, why it happened. It could have been avoided all things, right? Doesn't serve any of us to, to dwell on it. We learn from it. And from there, we stand in this now. And that's, it's this now moment that we create the trajectory of what gets to happen next, because nothing is set in stone. Nothing is set in stone. I know you know that. I know everyone listening knows that. But I'm saying it again for all of us as this loving reminder that while we have a certain trajectory that we think we're on, (laughs) there's also all the magic and wonder and unknown opportunities Mm. that are seeking us. Mm. They might show up as a challenge and a sucky moment disguised. Yeah. But I want to encourage everyone to realize that as we practice this present moment awareness of looking for our joy, it will allow us the gift of getting to the end of our life saying, wow, I did it. I showed up for all of it. Yeah. I showed up for all of it. I, I love that. 
anything. So good. When I find myself out of joy and I am aware of it, I like to play a game where I invite myself to enjoy. I call it be in joy. And enjoy means be in joy. So how can I enjoy this moment more? So when I feel myself out of there, I go, how can I enjoy this moment more? And it can be in the crappiest moments. It can be, you know, typing an email. How can I enjoy this moment more? Maybe I could just stop and take a few breaths. Maybe I could read a different email. And it doesn't mean that we're going to go full over the rainbow to the gold right away. It just means that I'm willing, I'm willing to use my joy in an intentional way to make each moment a little bit better for myself. And I think that is true ownership. Just own you. A hundred percent agree. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. This, I I know that I'm going to have to have you back on the show at some point. We're going to have, we have more that we could talk about, but for the (laughs) sake of time, we're going to give listeners a little bit of a break for now. Um, But how can our listeners get more of you in their life? What do you have going on? Well, I have a lot of exciting things going on, and yet the simplest way to to kind of get started in connecting with me, I would warmly welcome and invite everyone to check out a, a special meditation that I was divinely guided to record. Um, it can be found at joyfilledleader.com, and what it is, is it's the shitty day meditation. That's so good. I, it's a channeled, guided, raw meditation. I will warn you, it's 17 minutes, but it is a uh, a really beautiful and cheeky healing process to help you move through the energy and funk of a shitty day. And I, I kind of giggle because I don't usually cost my kids really give me a hard time when they found out I caught this, I captured this recording. <laughs> and yet the feedback I've gotten from others is, wow, that was exactly spot on. It's exactly what I needed. So I would love to gift everyone listening, you know, an opportunity to tune into that. Uh, when you sign up for that, you get other emails from me with other meditations and gifts and and everything. But also, you know, I would be honored to connect with anyone who is interested in continuing the conversation of joy, because like you, I'm on this mission to share joy. And I yes. really believe in the power of joy and joy as a connector and an opportunity, you know, to not only make our own lives amazing, but make others as well just through relationship. So I love that. And we're going to put all of your website, Instagram, YouTube, everything, your offer in the show notes. So you guys can go grab it there right away. Make sure you start following Jan and get on the joy train immediately. It's going to change your life. I know it. I always ask my listeners two closing questions if you're up for it. Always. Always. I love it. I knew you would be. I could count on you. So they're really easy questions. The first one is, what's one thing that you love about you? (sighs) That I'm willing to own my colors. Like I was muted for a while there. And when I unmute, like (laughs) I, you know, I'm wearing rainbows. I have rainbows behind me and I'm about color and letting myself be and live in full color. And giggle about it with my kids all the time because like just yesterday we were shopping for shoes for my daughter. She needed to do running shoes. And I was drawn to, of course, the multicolor runners. And she's like, no, mom, I just want a basic plain color. I'm like, oh yeah, that's you. This is me. (laughs) 
So, <laughs> I, I love that about you too. I wish our I wish our listeners could see you because she has this beautiful mural behind her, and she's wearing her beautiful joy pink hat. Live, you know, no regrets, life, all the things. So I, I love it. I love all the colorfulness, and I love that you're unmuted these days. It's beautiful. And then the last question, I think you're going to like this, uh, is what does joy feel like in your body? It's a gentle, warm buzz and caress from the inside out. This is one of my I've favorites. I've never said that before and I've never put words to it like that before, but that's what it feels like today. Like I'm feeling that this has been so joyful for me to connect with you and to know that this gets to go to all of your beautiful listeners. Mm. And yeah. That's one of my favorite questions because as people, every single guest describes it, I feel, I feel that sense. Um, and everyone says it so differently and so um, specially unique for, for themselves. So thank you for sharing your version of it for today. I just want to thank you for being on the show and sharing your gifts and your greatness and your energy and your time and all of your golden nuggets of joy. My cheeks just started to hurt because I realized how much I've been smiling, staring at your beautiful smile and joy. So thank you for everything today, Jan. I really, we really appreciate you having you. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Heidi. And I want to thank everyone for tuning in and listening. You know, I would love to hear what your takeaways are. And I just, I really want everyone to know how loved and appreciated they are and that joy is just one choice away. And there's so much more to come and to live in in your joy, wherever you're at, whatever you're facing. Mm. Um, Thank you for this opportunity too to contribute to you in, in this show. Absolutely. And just a kind reminder to all of our listeners as we close, you are safe, you are loved, you are enough. Go out into the world, shine your light bright and live a limitless life. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for tuning in. If you loved our chat or know someone who would, take a quick screenshot and share it now or leave a five-star review so this message can reach the masses. Let's continue connecting. Drop me a DM at Your Divorce Planner or go to yourdivorceplannerhub.com to start coordinating your comeback today. You can even schedule a free connection call to dive into your desires and understand how partnering with Your Divorce Planner will be a game changer for your next chapter. Tune in next week for another transformational topic. And remember, you are loved, you are worthy, you are enough. Take care.